0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, we are going to do our waiver wire breakdown that we always do. We're heading into uh, Week Ten of the fantasy football season. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, just can't can't even imagine we're here. We we have passed the trade deadline. Honestly, a pretty thin week on the waiver wire. I I, I would say. But you don't hear someone mentioned here, probably the best pickups in your league this week are going to be guys who were dropped from other teams as a result of bye weeks, injuries, yada, yada, so on and so forth. So let's just do it. Quarterback, running back, wide receivers, and tight ends, starting at quarterback. Um, If Justin Fields is still out there in your league after his blow up against the Dolphins this most recent week, you got to get him. Uh, 60%, 70% of your remaining budget. I, I actually do, I mean, you might be listening to this and be like, no way, dude, he's not going to be out there in my league. But I, I saw him get dropped in a couple uh, FFPC leagues last week just due to the bye week crunch. Uh, Case Keenum, if Case gets installed as the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen suffering a UCL injury, could be for a week. Maybe Josh Allen has to have surgery. He would step into one of the fantasy-friendliest offenses in football. He is shown in a similar circumstance in Minnesota. I think that was four years ago now, Uh that, that sounds about right, with Stephon Diggs. I think that he can become, you know, he, he can be baseline competent. Obviously not going to be, I mean, is he better than Andy Dalton? Yeah, I think, I think he probably is in this offense. Going to project like 16, 17, 18 fantasy points per game. Speaking of Andy Dalton, he and Daniel Jones are some of the other available streaming options. And then also... If you have a good team, especially in these big tournaments, uh, you know, uh, the, F- the uh, FFPC main event, the NFFC primetime, uh, I-, I think this is right about the time to, to, on good teams, you know, if you only have two losses, one loss, to start thinking about adding Deshaun Watson as he will return from his suspension in Week 13. Moving to the running backs, we have Jarek McKinnon, who's actually available in more leagues than you would think, even in deeper formats, even in the main event. Um, we, we I think we finally saw the Chiefs give up running the ball. Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 68 times against the Titans. Isaiah Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire combined for 4.4 fantasy points, 1.0 yards per carry, and they just looked dead. They looked horrible. McKinnon played the most snaps of any guy in that game, was getting whole drives to himself in overtime and in the second half of that Titans game. He just makes the most sense for this Kansas City team. And I think, uh, it, you know, kind of the same way that they actually did last year, It just they're just transitioning to using him more as the season goes on and the games get a little bit more important. Chuba Hubbard, I think there's a decent chance he's been dropped in a, a fair few leagues as he's been out the last two weeks. The Panthers are not using Dante Foreman on third downs at all. Spencer Brown and Raheem Blackshear filled that role the last few weeks. I think 5 to 10%. Should be good to get him where he's been dropped. They do get to play the Falcons this week. I, I do think that Hubbard is decently interesting. Uh, you know, obviously not going to be a top 15 running back or anything like that, a timeshare in a bad offense, but he is probably going to get more of the high value touches in that Panthers offense. Isaiah Spiller. With Josh Kelly on the IR, Spiller played more snaps than Sonny Michel against the Falcons, was getting some of that, you know, between the 20 spell work for Austin Eckler. Spiller was a really highly touted player coming out of Texas A&M, was really bad at the combine. Honestly, my guess is that he's going to be one of those guys who looks pretty good once he gets into games, Uh, could honestly be a potential league winner with an Eckler injury. And I think he can even be a decent running back too if a couple things happen. So the first being the Sonny Michelle, Josh Kelly snaps have to go to zero. And then Spiller just has to play well, and, and he's got to earn some goal line work. You know, Eckler's been getting all this goal line work, but both Austin Eckler and the coaching staff have said pretty repeatedly they don't really want him getting all these carries. They don't really want him getting beat up that much. So I, I think there is a potential role there for Spiller. Our final running back, Zach Moss, he was a healthy scratch in his first game as a Colt, but I think there are a couple strong signals to indicate why we should pick him up. The first being that Deion Jackson, Philip Lindsay, and Jordan Wilkins did absolutely nothing in the worst offensive game of any that any team has had this year uh, in that game against the Patriots, 2.02 02 yards per play. They fire Frank Reich, they hire Jeff Saturday. Uh, really would not be surprising to me at this point to see Deion Jackson operate in that kind of Nikeem Hines-style role and then have Moss installed in the Jonathan Taylor quote-unquote-esque role, uh, operating under the assumption that what is the point of getting Jonathan Taylor more banged up in a total loss season? They, they fire their OC, they fire their coach, they hire a high school coach. Like I, This team is is not really going anywhere, so I'm going to be making a fair few bids on Zach Moss this week. Moving to the wide receivers, we've talked about Terrace Marshall the last two weeks. He's got five end zone targets in those last two weeks. Uh, he does get a great matchup this week against the Falcons. He had nine targets against the Falcons two weeks ago. Pretty much every down player for the Panthers since they shipped Robbie Anderson off to the Cardinals. Not going higher than 10% on him, and you'd have to be pretty hard up to start him. But bye weeks, injuries, I, I get it. Uh, very similar to the Deshaun Watson thing. Odell Beckham, according to reports, is getting closer to signing to a team. We've heard reports he wants to go to the Bills. Jerry Jones said on the radio this week the Cowboys are pretty interested in signing him. I would think that would be a great landing spot for Odell Beckham. You know, uh, not not going to have to be the wide receiver one. CD and Gallup are, are very good complementary options, assuming that Beckham's even close to full health. Obviously, the Ravens also remain out there. I think at this stage, you have to say that's a low-end outcome. They just are not throwing the ball very much. Mark Andrews would clearly be in the hierarchy above Beckham. But the Bills, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, Travis Kelsey said on his podcast that he wants to play with Odell. Sounds like he's really only going to go to a good team, obviously. Um, And I I would only add him on teams where you know, you like, it's already a strong contender. You know, a team that, a team that can hold uh, Jameson Williams on the bench, I think, very similar. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, a one-week streamer here against the Dolphins, 90% route participation player, probably will be the most passing attempts that, jo- that Jacoby Bursett has in a game this season. There are, you know, a fair few number of starting fantasy wide receivers who are on bye this week. I can see DPJ being a starter on some, some really desperate teams, you know, wide receiver four in the main event, things like that. Uh, I'm not sure why this happened, but Isaiah McKenzie... Last week, put Khalil Shakir on the bench. Shakir only played 10 snaps. McKenzie only had an 8% target share, but he was the clear winning slot wide receiver. Uh, And just given how poor... So Gabe Davis hasn't been bad, but Gabe Davis has been very typecast in a role. The Bills offense, I think, to succeed needs to get a little bit more out of their slot wide receiver. So I would not be surprised to see McKenzie's role grow a little bit the next few weeks. Robbie Anderson finally elevated as the clear third-wide receiver for the Cardinals this last week with a 90% snap share. I picked him up a ton when he got traded there. Uh, obviously, he's done absolutely nothing, but I feel pretty good about that role, and I uh, would not surprise me to see him, you know, be in, in Millie Maker winning lineups once or twice the remainder of the year. Khalif Raymond had a 90%, 95% snap share, but a bad target game against the Packers. Um, you know, the Lions do play against the Bears this week, this new high-flying Bears offense. If we see another Lions shootout, I, I would expect him to be, you know, a pretty decent 2 to 5% fab bid ad guy. Finally, we get to Samari Torre of the Green Bay Packers. Romeo Dobbs has a high ankle sprain. Christian Watson potentially has a concussion. Randall Cobb is on IR. And and honest to God at this point, Sammy Watkins has got to be playing at like, I don't know, 240 pounds. Robert Tunyon got banged up for the Packers. Uh, Torre played both outside and in the slot for the Packers back-to-back. Four target games, came in off the bench, had a 30-yard catch. You know, maybe Rodgers makes Samari Torre his new guy, you know, his new Jake Kummero or whatever. Um, so he's probably worth like a 1% to 2% bid. Finally, at tight end, we have Greg Dolcich and Kate Otten. They got dropped, pick him up. Simple Cole Komet three touchdowns in the last two weeks has played over 90% of the snaps in every game this year. I don't think he's a locked in fantasy starter, but he is like a pretty interesting way to attach yourself to the ascendancy of Justin Fields. I, I, I like picking him up in leagues where he's been dropped. Foster Moreau, 95% snap share, has continued with Darren Waller out. No idea if Darren Waller's ever going to return, but uh, Moreau definitely a guy worth holding at this point. I started I started him in a few leagues last week, and, and honestly would do it again if Waller continues to be out. Tanner Hudson, he, he might play the most snaps of any tight end who's widely available in fantasy football right now. Had an 80% route participation in the Giants' first game without Daniel Bellinger. Pretty low floor, low ceiling option. And then I just wanted to end with a note, because we talked about the Lions tight ends last week. None of them are ads, starts, any anything like that, even with Shark and Reynolds out. All three of Wright, Zilstra, and Mitchell played. All got targeted. None of them were targeted more than twice. Zilstra scored on like a you know an offensive lineman could have scored. It was like a one yard broken play type thing. Mitchell's was more of a real route. I thought maybe Wright would be a low end streamer, but I, I've seen enough evidence after one game to say that he is not. So that is it this week. I uh, hope that was useful. Hope that was helpful. We'll be back on Thursday. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. self-monitor your blood pressure in four easy-to-remember steps. Self-monitoring is power. Visit managerbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Heart Association, and the American Medical Association in partnership with the Office of Minority Health and Health Resources and Services Administration.